Hey, welcome to Dadtastic, a podcast about dads. One of us is a breakdancer, the other one's Tom. You need to go more in depth. More in depth? Because I grew up breakdancing. So here's the story. My mom owned a beauty salon in our house up in Shadow Valley. That's where we are. That's our hood. The Shadow. We were the SVG, Shadow Valley Gang. We weren't really that tough. Do we We want to start this podcast like this? Or? Why not? Ah, just keep going then. So we, That's we, embarrassing. Why is it embarrassing? Shadow Valley Gang yeah, to you is not embarrassing. No, we're the Shadow Valley Gang. Me, Paul Yoakum, Tony Henderson, Mike Smith. We don't need names. Why? Because. They're going to be proud. Finally, they're getting some recognition. The recognition they've sought so long for. You feel as though these people, including yourself, deserve recognition for coming up with the name Shadow Valley Gang. Yeah, Jeremy Booth. And most of these guys are like Stop doctors. Stop saying the names. <laughs> doctors, lawyers. I mean, all smart kids. And me. And me. And so my mom owned a beauty salon in the basement of our house. And this is when Breakdancing 2 Electric Boogaloo came out. Mm. And Turbo and Ozone, they were the stars of this. And they were popping and locking and breaking. You were listening to the New York City Breakers, the big time money makers. And my mom had this idea. Mm. We should probably get our kids some breakdancing lessons. So she hired two kids from the inner city to come up in this neighborhood and teach us how to pop and lock and do the backspin and all that. Did you, did you ever ask what her uh, reasoning behind this was? You know, my mom was a big proponent of us learning how to dance. Okay. And it, and it really paid off in the long run as we got older. You can boogie still? Oh, I love to dance. Huh? I'm, I'm, I can shake it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, but anyway. So when I all of a sudden we got to high school dances and in college and even in you know the clubs when I went to clubs, I mean that's where I succeeded. That's that's where that's where I was confident. That's where I had the money moves. Go out there and I was ready. Yeah, let's dance. Right. So my mom was always a proponent of that, and so we had these guys show up and teach us break dancing. So we'd pop and lock, and the neighborhood came over here. And I remember one time there's this amusement park here in Utah called Lagoon, and I was on a tumbling team, and I was in my onesie. <laughs> And we were doing <laughs> the true story. And we were doing these passes. And then these kids came up in, in, in our tumbling routine. We did a little break dancing. Well, these guys came up and they're like, oh, you guys think you can break dance? And we were like, yeah, we can break dance. And they go, meet us behind the bumper cars. Dun, dun, dun. Done. Let's do this. So we went behind the bumper cars, and these guys waxed the floor with us. <laughs> <laughs> these guys, these guys were really they were legit. Huh? Yeah, they were legit. We all come out with our four moves, like like that, and popping. Yeah, and they're like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like nah, fool. They get on so, the head and start spinning. Yeah. So for the rest of the time, we were at Lagoon. Wherever they were, we weren't. Yeah, yeah. Like there they are. SVG. Let's <laughs> <Yeah>. go. Let's <laughs> go. SVG. We're out. We out. Uh, you bring up onesies. So you had a onesie at how old? So I was a, a, a tumbler from probably about third grade until seventh. Huh. And then I went from that onesie into a wrestling singlet. Uh-huh. Because I was a wrestler from 7th till about 10th grade until I found out that I wasn't very good at wrestling. That's a hard sport. Yeah. I didn't like it much. Yeah, we don't do that in Australia. And then from there, I decided I'd, I'd just take it to the next level and got a Speedo and was on the diving team at I Ogden like High. I like that. The old yeah. budgie smuggler. Oh. Love that. And so here's a true story, and, and, and I'll bring it in next week. And we were just talking about this last night at a family party. Nice. Letterman jackets. Hate them. Hate them? Yeah. So I had a Letterman jacket. Hate them. And I had it for pole vaulting. I had it for football. But the sport I really excelled at was diving. So you had some pins. So some pins. Mm. 
My mom thought she was going to do me a solid. Okay. She takes my Letterman jacket. Okay. And I go, what do you do? She's like, I got something for you. So she was going to put something diving on it. Like on the back? On the back. And it was gone for two weeks. She brought it back. She turned it around. And you know what's on the back of my Letterman jacket? A guy with blonde hair and a Speedo bent over in the pike pose. And if you knew my friends, not the, not the friends like the SVG because those were solid guys, mm. but my high school buddies, mm. ooh, I wore that once. Never again. Got lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. That's a day. Yeah. Like, respect to mom yeah. for trying. Oh, yeah. She was trying. Like, if, it, if that Letterman's jacket was gone for two weeks, that means she put some serious time and effort into it. Oh, yeah. But it just didn't pay off. No. And that's kind of the story of life. Yeah. You just go and you try and sometimes it works. More often it doesn't, but you just keep plowing through. But. Who are you? What are you talking about? Because I'm a motivational speaker today. You're putting a positive spin on this. Usually you're the negative Nelly. You're kind of just a little bit of a downer. No, I'm all about trying new things, except for skydiving or anything with heights. You've never skydived? Won't do it. Would you do it with me? No. Why? Would you get a tattoo? If you skydive. I don't like that answer. Because at least I'm open and willing to try. Kind of taking the advice you just bestowed upon me. Well, yeah. I gave you the advice and then said, but. But. Here, here's what I'm not willing to do. This is a classic dad answer for skydivers. Why would you jump out of a perfectly good plane? <laughs> That's what my dad always said. And I go, I don't know because I just kind of want to try it. So I did it on my 40th birthday. Me and Debbie Worthen did it on TV. The weird part is, is you're sitting on a guy's lap. They cinch you in. Then they scoot over like a dog cleaning its butt on the carpet to the open door. And then you just fall out. How high did you go? So we were talking about last night. Uh, How many things did you talk about last night? It was a party. It was fun. Cool. Uh, 17,000 feet. That's high. Yeah. You free fall. That's high. Free fall for a minute. Yeah, 17,000 feet. I don't know what the limit is, but I know seven. I know. I think it starts at 10. Ish, seventeen's high. Because so, I, if I fly to if I fly back home to to Australia mm-hmm. in those big A three eighties, like we're talking the double deckers. So if I go side story that I'll be quick with. If I go to LAX airport when I'm going home, mm-hmm. and I go to the international terminal, and I'm sitting at the gate waiting to to board the plane, and I look at the plane I'm about to board. If it's an A three eighty, it's the biggest plane in the entire airport. Okay. And we're talking LAX. Yeah, I get there it. There are a lot of pla- Those planes fly at about 30,000. Sometimes they can get to 40,000 wow. feet, depending on wind and, and all that good stuff. But so, 17,000 feet's really high. Like, if we flew from here to, to LA, there's a good chance we're hovering at about 32,000, 33,000. So it's quite far way up there. And that's like a, well above the clouds. So Leslie's brother, the lovely Leslie, my girlfriend, her brother's a pilot. And before he got hired onto a major airline, he used to fly skydivers and drop them. And so this is why we're talking about it, because Leslie's son, Tate, is going to go skydiving this Saturday. I assume he's done it before. No, he's never done it before. But he used to fly the plane. No, no. So no, this is her son. Oh, okay. Sorry. sorry. So her son is getting ready to go. And I said, so how did that conversation go with your mom? You know, because moms, when their kids are going to jump out of a plane, there's probably a little... Intrepidation, yeah, or a yeah. little scary, no. like you know. I go, what did your mom say? Classic Leslie. How much does it cost? <laughs> Two hundred fifty bucks. And she goes, 
you know, that's a truck payment. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, yeah, mom, but it's an experience, you know, and and I want to do this. Have fun with that truck payment. (laughs) (laughs) How high is he jumping out of? It'll be 17,000 feet. It'll be 17. Yeah, out of uh, Skydive Ogden. The biggity, 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 biggity Oh, That's right. So if you go skydiving with me, I'll get a tattoo with you. Just think about it. Just let that marinate. Let's ponder. I'll ponder. Yeah, yeah. I'll come back maybe next week or the week after. We can talk more about it. But everybody's talking about back to school. It's back to school time at my house. It's uh, all over the internet. So last night, that's why we had a party. So uh, on Leslie's side of the family, what okay. they do instead of having a birthday every month, because you can get overloaded with birthdays, especially when you start combining families and everybody's got kids and grandparents and all that stuff. I mean, there's not enough weeks in the month to go to birthday parties. So what they do is they break it down into a three-month period. So if your birthday falls in that three-month period. We throw one party at the end, and it's for everybody. I don't know about that case. I like it. Do you? I like it a lot. Okay. I guess, okay. I haven't ever heard of that. I hadn't either. Happening. I hadn't either, but this is how they do it, and I, and I kind of like it. Because You're on board. I'm on board. Okay, well, talk to me. Because you, cause th- that's the thing is is that you know Saturday and Sunday and Friday, you know, kids back to school, there's always something going on. And so if you can just block off one day out of those three months to celebrate these guys' birthday, that's but, perfect. Oh, yeah. But you, you still have the party in your own home for their day of their birthday. This is just when all the extended family gets together. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, you don't negate their birthday on the day of a oh, We're going to do it at the end of the month. This is just when all the family comes together. Okay. I, 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 I don't hate it as much. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you get a couple more kids in there, and then you've got, you know, your brother, your brother-in-laws, your sister, sister-in-laws. A lot of all got parties. Yeah, there's a lot of birthdays. But it was the last night of summer, and so we were partying by the pool just playing some music, watching the kids dance. I was holding up inner tubes and making kids dive through them. I mean, it was a lot of fun. And I remember right now my kids are all a little nervous because this is the first time they're all going to be in schools by themselves. For the longest time, you know, there was usually two kids in one school at the same time. Right. Now Now they're all segregated. All Yep, segregated. And so my my middle child, Frankie, she's just getting ready to go to junior high. And we had a big conversation. That's a big deal. She's like, Dad, what if nobody wants to be my friend? And I was like, no, honey. I said, have you ever had a problem making friends? No, but this is different, Dad. I mean, this is junior high. This is junior high. We get lockers. I've got six different classes a day. And, you know, and I was just like, just, Frank, just be yourself. And I promise you, you'll have no problems making friends. You got what your dad's got. She's like, charisma. That's what you told her. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that. And so hopefully that'll work. Bowden, who's my youngest son, uh, is like, hey, you cool? He goes, yeah, Dad, I'm cool. He goes, I really like lunch and recess. <laughs> Tell me all. <laughs> I was like, cool, buddy. Cool. He's normal. Yeah. He's normal. And this is my oldest child's going to high school for the first time. Now she Presley. Was, yeah, she was part of the high school, but she was in ninth grade. And, they, and she was just on the drill team. So she was at junior high still. And so this is a game changer to, for her as well. well. I think the biggest jump's from junior high to high school. Well, yeah, I, I'll stand by that. I think that's the biggest jump. Did you guys have middle school back in Australia? Yeah. That's what we had growing up too. So it was – No junior high. No junior high. Yeah. It, but And see, I do like high school because I think it's too early to throw ninth graders with 12th graders. There's too big of an age gap in there. So I got in a lot mid, of trouble. Yeah, middle school is six, seventh, eight. See, ours is 
seven eight. Oh, just seven eight. Seven eight, and then high school nine through twelve. Oh. Yeah, I liked it. I went to an all boys school. Did you? Yeah. Were they taught by nuns? No. Why? Don't know. Because it wasn't a nun school. No, but I mean, but why an all boys school? Um. I, I I don't know the reasoning behind that. It was a, I was fortunate. It was a private school. Sure. Um, and it was an all boys school. And a lot of the schools in that area were same sex schools. Uh huh. And I actually really liked it. But I guess I didn't know any different, right? So, uh, like during the day it was just all boys. But then on the weekends it was all girls. Well, yeah, you'd go and you'd hang out with the girls. And but did you guys ever do dances where you'd go meet up and like on a Friday be like, hey, we're going to this school for a dance? Well, you'd have to be invited. So if we, if we had a dance at our school, then we'd have to reach out to another girl from another school and bring them in. Mm. Yeah. Now, do you guys do the thing that we do here in the States where you ask somebody to a dance, you do it in a creative no. way? They don't do it now? No. Well, I mean, I, none of me or my mates ever did that. It was like, you know... Jump on the old uh, AOL Messenger. Uh huh. You know, and like, wait for it to dial up. Yeah. What was that noise? It made a noise. <laughs> <laughs> that was the internet. That was the internet. I yeah. love that. That's yeah. so nostalgic. That noise. Yeah. But see, that's the nostalgic to your age. Oh. My age was having a phone connected to a wall with a thirty-foot cord, and you would take that phone and you'd go lock yourself in a closet or underneath the bed, and you'd be talking, and be like, oh. And you talk for hours, man. Three to four hours. Yeah. Do you remember the phones where they became wireless, right? But they had a little stand that you had yeah. to charge. Uh, but you probably had a couple of them in the home, kind uh-huh. of pl- placed in the basement, wherever. And and uh, growing up, we would always write, like, I'm the oldest of five, and we have, uh, I have three brothers and a sister. And the sister's the youngest. But all the brothers would uh, race to the phone mm-hmm. when it rang. So excited to see who, and you know, it was no, always nobody, but, um, or nobody exciting, I should say. But if you didn't get to the phone first, you'd sneak to another part of the house, pick up the phone quietly, and see who's on the other line. Do you, do you remember that? A little eavesdropping, yeah. Yes. I got busted plenty of times. So did I. Like my mom would listen, and she'd be like, You guys are going to do what? Yeah. There's going to be alcohol there? You're not going. Yeah. That was they were fun days, man. Yeah. They were cool. And then the Motorola flip felt yep. like an FBI agent. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like Whoom. I remember my mom had one of the very first cell phones, and this was probably when I was twelve, so this was in the eighties. It was one of those large brick phones. Uh-huh. And the rule was somebody better be dying for you to call me on this uh-huh. thing. Because it was a buck, two bucks a minute or yep. something like that. And it was. It was like you couldn't call mom and go, Hey, uh, there's no milk. <laughs> My uh, my father-in-law was telling us a quick story about how he had th- – and this might have been the first phone that wasn't attached to all. He had it in between – he had a, he owned a truck. He was, he was a general contractor. I guess he still is. He had a phone in between the driving seat and the passenger seat. Yeah. I've never heard of that until that's, he said – That's money moves. Big time. But he yeah. had to get rid of it because uh, it was like the $800 First month bill. Oh, that's where, yeah, that's what everyone's like. Oh, can I use the phone? He's like, sure. Not anyway, not knowing, but so was back to school a big thing in Australia? Did you guys do the same thing that we do for the most part? Yeah, you know, you take the photos and uh, you get dressed. Well, I guess see, here's because I went to a private school, we had a uniform. Ah, 
We had a tie and a shirt and pants or shorts and leather shoes and we even had a, a jacket. We had to wear blazer. a blazer or a we call them a jumper. You guys call them like a sweatshirt. I th- I don't know what you guys call them actually. I don't even know what you're talking about. Neither do I. Huh. But uh, yeah, we had a uniform. We had, we took the photos like you guys do. Uh, I think back to school right now, right this this week uh-huh. is as. Uh, big of a deal as it's ever been well because there's so many different things going across the country right now like my kids are only going back two days a week and doing online the other three some are going back four days a week and just taking friday off some are going back five days a week and so it used to be where you'd see on instagram right now where kids are going back to school and parents would be sitting in the pool going yeah finally back to school yeah got a margarita in there cocktail ready to rock and roll but now everybody's still trying to figure out how this is all going to play out. What, what time does school start for your kids? So I've got, so one starts at 7.30, 8, and 8.30. Now, can we agree that that's too early? Why? Seventh, what do you mean? They've done no, a, a number of studies already. Oh, this where, is where you get a, a guarantee from Tom that has no basis, in fact, whatsoever. Yeah, very little. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm going to say it anyway because well, I'm not scared. of course, why not? Yeah. yeah. Um, the brain doesn't start functioning at a reasonably high level until about 10 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) That is so untrue. I'm dead serious. That might be your brain, but that's not true. The American Academy of Pediatrics has recommended that middle and high school start at 8.30 or later to give students the opportunity to get the amount of sleep they need. But most American adolescents start school too early, Case. Well, I, I get that, but that, that doesn't say anything that your brains don't work. Well, it's, just, yeah. it's just about getting sleep. So, um, Josh, can you Google for me? Um, when, when, uh, when does the brain start working in the It's morning? always working. Well, okay, Grant, when does the brain start working well? <laughs> We're still waiting for you. When you want it to. You, you think it's not working well? I am all systems go at the minute. I'm feeling pretty good. We'll get to it another time. Have I you shot- had a cup of coffee? A cup of coffee? Yeah. Uh, I have had a cup of coffee. Because you seem a little energetic. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we just did a TV uh, uh, presentation with... Uh, Brooke Walker. Yeah, on Studio, Studio 5. Studio 5. That's why, in case you see this right here, I've got some... Premium professional starch. You might ask, why do you have that? I don't. I don't even know what that is. So this is what makes your shirt really stiff and rigid. Because sometimes when you're ironing your shirt, if you don't put something on it, like yeah, you obviously don't iron. Uh, I don't either. But see, can you feel my shirt? Go ahead, feel it. See how that's crisp and clean. Yeah, that's buttery. Yeah, because Leslie uses starch, and she, you know, ironed my shirt for me. So this is funny. And uh, while Josh kind of, you know. Peruses the interweb. Yeah. We'll, uh, so we did this thing on Studio 5, and by the time this episode drops, it would have already aired on, on television. So and you'll no, be able to find it by going to their yeah, Facebook page. There's or, no point giving it a tease. But um, we were ironing, and, uh, and we get done, and I'm like, I'm like uh, so Leslie let you borrow the ironing board. Because we'd had some conversations kind of off the record, I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was nervous. Casey was nervous. Like, I don't think Leslie's going to let me borrow the ironing board. Because, I mean, that's one of her most prized possessions. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It really is. Like, so we're sitting at the party again last night, and I was like, hey, I need an ironing board and an iron. Leslie, can I borrow yours? And the whole family looked at me like I just said the F word. Yeah, like it just Like, like record crap. 
and they go, they wanted to see how this was going to play out. And I go, so here's the deal. I'm going on with Brooke Walker tomorrow. Me and Tom are going to have an ironing competition and talk about some of the things we've learned. And they go, you know nothing about ironing. I go, I know. That's why it's going to be funny. And she goes, I don't think I can let you take that. Cause, so Leslie gets up every morning and irons her clothes. She irons three different outfits. Full of the day. For the day. It's to only pick unbelievable. To only pick one. And so she was like, I don't think I can let you have my iron. And so uh, her sister-in-law goes, you can take ours. The last time we used it was to melt crayons on the ironing board for a project. I was like, cool. So I went over there and borrowed that. But, yeah. I mean, I bet you Leslie's iron is more than $200. That's a truck payment. Oh, ooh, that – I like that. Let's just give her a call real quick and just see. We got to wrap it up. Did we ever get anywhere with the brain? Yeah, we did. We'll get to it next okay, okay we'll hold on one sec. Hold on one second. We can't call Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Just hold on one sec. Organize chaos. Then we're going to move on. Maybe. Oh, that's funny stuff. Hi. Hey, you're on the podcast. Don't swear. Okay. Hey, so what did you say when Tate said he wanted to go skydiving and he told you how much it was? You said it's a truck payment, right? Yeah. How much did your iron cost? 120. Tom, what did you say? I said that's that's a that's close to a truck payment. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Hey, how come you wouldn't let me borrow your iron? It's kind of like would you let Bowden take one of your golf irons to school? Okay, gotta talk to you later. <laughs> They always win. I know. Like, they're really quick on the spot. All right. Stick around. More Dadtastic coming up. Hey, welcome back to Dadtastic. I'm Casey Scott. And I'm Tom Hackett. So, Tom, I, you know, I, I like to run an honest program. Oh, we're going back to it. The best time to learn something new. Learning is most effective when the brain is uh, in acquisition mode, generally between 10 and 2 p.m., and then again from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Okay. Hey, you can look on the internet and find anything to validate your point. That's rubbish from you. No, that's not. Because I'm right. No. And you can't admit it. Because you're stubborn and you're old and I'm right and school starts too early. I'm fighting for the kids, Case. Uh, you, okay. I'm fighting for them. So you're thinking from 10 until 2 and 4 until 6. It's hardwired into our DNA for crying out loud. That's not right. It's not changing anytime soon. This isn't like a generational thing. Like old men are like, oh, it's, oh, it's a millennial problem. This isn't a millennial. This is. What? <laughs> yeah. You can't even say it. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm feisty right now. I get that. Okay. Well, I'll agree that maybe that is. But oh, you know what? Thank you. That's all I needed. But that's what is wrong with your generation is that you want to bend the wheel to everybody. Hey, you know what? Sometimes that doesn't work for everybody. So you have to put on your big girl panties and just make it work. No, I disagree. Yeah. I disagree. Hey, so I run an honest program. And yesterday we had the chance to go out and hit the links with two people who bought a foursome with us to this go golfing. This is a funny story. This yeah. is a funny story. So we had my friend. Yeah. One of my good friends is, um, he's a financial advisor, but he's kind of like, you know, his, his whole thing's networking. Mm-hmm. And so he's big in, the, like he's up at the Utah Business Alumni Association. Sure. And he's on the board there or something. Anyway, they had a silent auction. He calls me, he goes, hey, I thought it would be pretty cool if you and Casey could get us up at Ogden and it could be something that people bid on. And I'm like, great, that sounds good. And um, 
he never told me about this, and he and he never said, "Hey, the auction's going on. Do you guys want to put it out on your own platforms and see if we can get some interest?" Yeah, we didn't do that. We didn't do that, and uh, and nobody was bidding on it. So he's like, "I'll put the first bid in at two fifty. Mm-hmm. So he and he needed to make a donation anyway, so it wasn't the biggest of deals. But he put a bid in, and uh, lo and behold, nobody else bidded on it. And so he won. So he won. <laughs> so my good friend paid two hundred and fifty bucks to golf with me. It was uh, it's funny stuff. But Tom shot lights out. Aww. Like this was the first time I was excited because I've been playing really good golf, and I was like, I think I'm going to take some money from Tom. Let's get this going. And mind you, mm-hmm. you normally you even though my handicap's better, and I run an honest program as well. But we play at Ogden. That's your home track. You normally do beat me by a few strokes up there. And so yesterday we get together. We got the money out. Everybody's betting, having a good time. And Tom is just lights out. Every shot is going where he wants. Every putt is dropping. His chips are impeccable. I mean, it was it was it was it was fun to witness. But I wanted to know when you got home because that's the best you've ever shot. You shot a seventy-five. Seventy-five, even. And bear with us, non-golf lovers, because there'll be a story about what happened when I come home in a minute, mm-hmm. and you'll enjoy that. But for the golf lovers out there, I was even through sixteen, went double on seventeen, and then bogey on that tricky par three up at Ogden at the eighteenth, and uh, and I had two, I had two putts that were about knee tremblers, five foot on both greens, mm-hmm. one to save bogey, one to save par. So I could have shot seventy three. Yeah. One over, but instead I, I missed both putts, and uh, that was unlike the rest of the round. I was making a lot of those putts. Regardless, I get home. Yeah. And uh, and it's a Sunday. There's a little bit of backstory here. Well, give us the backstory. Okay. We got time. It's a podcast. Okay. Long form right. is what we do. So Friday night I had work. I had game night live, so I was out of the house Friday night. And then Saturday night I had another – I had work again. I I called a, a Real Monarchs game. And well, let's remind everybody at home you got a beautiful wife. I have a lovely wife, Kate, and I have a six-month-old, Freddie. Ooh. And mind you, Kate doesn't have a car at the minute. Uh-huh. Her car broke down the other day. It turns out it's got something to do with the transmission. It's going to set us back about 1,700 big ones. Not ideal. And you both have full-time jobs. We both have full-time jobs. So the weekend – is kind of a big deal in the household because now we can kind of relax. Mm-hmm. We can spend time together and we can bounce back and forth. Who handles Freddie? I'm going to run an errand. You've got the kid, whatever. But I was gone a lot of the weekend. So I left Sunday and I love her. She's really good to me and she lets me go golf at least once a week. And this time it was Sunday, 10 o'clock tea time up at Ogden, which is about a 40 minute drive from home. And it was a good, it was for a good cause. It was for a great cause. And so by the time I got back, long story short, it was about three o'clock in the afternoon. I'd been gone most of Sunday. I was gone all Friday night or Saturday night. Like I hadn't spent much time. So I get home. She's opening the back door for me. I knew that was not good because normally she doesn't do that. Right. You know, but if she's opening the back door for me, she needs my help. Uh huh. And, uh, and I go, Kate. I just played the best round of golf in my life. And what were you expecting her to say? I didn't know, but she goes, congratulations, I need your help. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Yeah, that's, that's what you're going to give? But what, which, to be fair. And then I get Freddie thrown at me, essentially. Mm-hmm. He needs his diaper changed. You need to feed him, put him down for a nap. And you want somebody to hear about your wonderful round. Yes, I'm just like, I was even through 16, love, and then I went big bullseye left off the tee on 17, had to play a hook, which I can't do, but made a way to execute it. Bunker greenside, chip on, two putt, somehow made double, tee box on 18, went with the eight, pulled away, ran to the cart, grabbed seven, felt a bit of wind, Uh hit the seven, bout pin high, slightly left, 
another good chip with the 56. Five foot for par, miss, ended up three over. She's like, and then all I wanted her to say, all I wanted her to say was, "You sounds like you didn't finish. <laughs> and then I wanted to say in return, the only time I've been able to finish is with Freddie. <laughs> and I don't know if that's podcast appropriate. <laughs> But in, the, in my head, that's all I was thinking about on the drive home. That was the conversation that was going to take place. Yeah, you you played both sides. I've done that before. And she's going to say this, and I'm going to say yeah, this. Yep, yep. We're going to come together, tears, and everyone's going to be happy because I hug. just shot lights out. Yeah. And it didn't happen, Case. It was so far from happening. It wasn't even funny. But so did you just leave it at that? Well, so then we, we, we were actually having uh, two people over for dinner. Okay. Which was a, which was nice because normally we go over to the in laws and and that's it's I love my in laws love them to bits but it's it with a six month old it just added stress on a Sunday evening that's not required get him in the car is he going to feed, feed enough do we have enough diapers all that chaos but we actually had people over which was fun and uh, he one the so it's my sister in law and his wife her wife so I should say and um, he's a big golfer oh finally somebody who will appreciate <sighs> so two, your story like three hours after I get home they rock up uh huh and at this point I'm itching to talk about it like i'm just like scratching my face like i'm an addict you know yeah. like, give it to me give oh it i to know me, that baby. look yeah talk dirty to me let's go yeah and and as soon as they walk in i'm like chet shot a 75 today what'd chet say whoa he's like really congratulations man i'm like yeah i was even at 16 through 16 then what happened and then he's like really what happened and i was like finally <laughs> <laughs> And the girls were in the middle of a conversation in the kitchen. We don't have a big kitchen. And they were talking. And I talked louder. They stopped. Ooh. And I was like, you, you know you know what I said because I said everything earlier. But that's I kind of just said that. You gave him the play-by-play that yeah. you did. Us. Stood to my ball too early on 17. Went pull left. Mm-hmm. Played the hook shot. Bunker green side. On, you know, that whole. Yeah, we got it. And the girls are like, I don't even know what he's talking about. I'm like, don't worry. This isn't your time. <laughs> you had the chance to be in this position, but now Chet's in it. Yeah. Okay, so just relax. If you guys need to talk, there are plenty of rooms in the house. Ooh. But you didn't say that. No, I thought about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds really cool on a podcast yeah, where there's yeah. no women around, but yeah. you're you, not dumb enough to say yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no, no I get no. that. You didn't need to throw me under the bus, though, and say you didn't say that, though, because well, I sounded I just, way cooler for a minute there. Well, once again, to go back about our podcast, I have the power to look at our analytics and our Facebook, and majority of people who are downloading this podcast are ladies. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It's Why? I don't know. But I so, do. Me? What? Is it me? No, it's not you. It's because I'm eye candy, huh? You are not that, eye. Well, no, you're like that, you're not a bad looking rooster. Yeah. Like I'll give it to you. Like the 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 jawline is okay. Uh huh. But you're you've got like it's gray. The hair's it's not, gray. It's white. Is that better? Yeah. What are you a white fox? I'm a silver fox. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm like Clooney without uh, the dark hair. I'm a Clooney. Did you just? Yeah. Compare yourself I'm to about George to produce Clooney. Produce a different podcast. Yeah. Josh, he did you just hold on? Did I'm, you just compare yourself to George Clooney? I'm Clooney hot. That's 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 a measurement in our household. Is he Clooney hot? Yeah, he's Clooney hot. He isn't he? Hasn't he been voted the most sexiest man for the last decade? A lot of people don't know about me. You're Clooney hot if like Clooney fell down Angel's <laughs> landing. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. I feel like you guys are just bullying me. It's okay. Hey, hold up your wallet real quick. 
That's a pretty thin wallet. You know, it's funny you bring that up. Why? Because I had a wallet like that, and it was about three times the, the girth of what you've got. Yeah, they call that the Costanza wallet. And I hated it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I couldn't fit anything in my pants, in my pockets. So I want to talk about a dad hack for wallets. It's this. The, just a billfold? Yeah. Well, so, okay. You go, and then I'll follow. Well, I, I just think that we don't need to be carrying around this much girth and this much wallet. What? What? Why is it so big? Well, I, because I've got my like Costco card, my debit card, my AARP card. How many business cards do you have in there? That many? That's too, like, You don't need them. That was my problem when I had the wallet like that. I had business cards stacked like that. I've got receipts that I've got to turn in to get reimbursed. I got some cash, and uh, why, why do people carry cash? The only cash I have on me right now mm-hmm. uh, is the cash I received from yesterday's round. Really? Yeah. I. I what, but like, what? Why are you carrying cash? I don't understand. There isn't a tipping. S- you got a tip. Yeah. You know what? To be honest with you, and your Wait, generation doesn't understand this. Cash is king. I disagree. That's cash is king. No, that's way cash is king. No, some, that ship has sailed. Some places aren't even accepting cash because of Corona. Yeah, I get that. There's a, there's a place around the corner from me. It's called Over the Counter Cafe. Not a sponsor. Great breakfast joint. Love it. You've been? Yes. It's a. It's an old school. Huh? Yeah, it's a yeah. Diner, it, and it, they really, call that a joint. It's a joint. Huh? Yeah. We call a joint something else back. Then, I but, get that. Uh, they don't accept card. It's a cash only. Do you want to know why they don't accept card? Because they don't want to pay the three percent uh, convenience fee and what they have to pay to Mastercard or but Visa. But ha- how much business do they lose because of that? I don't know. Probably a decent chunk. Like, because there are mornings and it's just around the corner. We can walk there in ten minutes. And we wake up, and we've actually also got eggs in the city right around the corner. I love there, that right? place, too. Love that place. But it's like over the counter or eggs. And it's like, well, I don't have cash because not many people now have cash. Do they have an ATM out front? No, I don't think so. They have a, a, a gas station across the way. Hmm. But that is – I, don't, I know. don't know how we got here. We're talking about wallets and oh, kick yeah. and why people carry cash. But I think I like the billfold, but I remember uh, my dad, he always just has just a little money clip. Yeah, my father-in-law does the same. Move. Yeah. See, you look more like a coin purse kind of guy. Coin purse? You guys don't know about the coin purse? Oh, it was an old-timey deal. It's like my grandpa used to have a coin purse, and it was a little thing that you just kind of sque- squeeze it like this, pops open, holds all your change right there. Mm. A little coin purse. Hey, can we agree that the penny is dead? Yeah, I saw some statistics on this, and it costs like- What, did you see it on the internet? Yeah. Yeah, you know where I'm going. I don't need to say it. It's it's like it, it costs more to produce a penny than a penny's worth. It like, but the penny is so pointless. So we had pennies in Australia for a while. Mm-hmm. And we got rid of them. We got rid of the penny. Our penny's going away. The U.S. Mint announced that this morning that they will phase out the production of the new pennies beginning in 2021. Hallelujah! Look at Can that. We rejoice. I'm sure. How do we celebrate? Pizza. If they take cash. No. No, only if they take card. <laughs> that, I, that, is, that is good news because the penny is dead. It's a pointless – it just takes up space. That's all it does. It's a space killer. I don't, I've been waiting for you to notice something different about me. You're wearing a hat with no logo. You've got pink flamingos uh, on your shirt. And you actually kind of match the shorts today, which 
Did Leslie have something to do with that? Well, these are actually Leslie's son's shorts. So she did have a lot to do with that. Because we were doing a TV appearance today, and she wanted me to put my best foot forward. So, you, but you will, you will thumbs, yeah, sandals, uh, and a flamingo shirt. Well, hey, yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of respect the flamingo shirt. But I thought, I, you know, we're going on uh, Studio Five. We're, we're talking about our podcast, Dadtastic. I want to look like a dad, and I, I, this mm-hmm. is my dad outfit. But I, when I started to get these shorts, I, what I want you to notice is that yesterday we actually had a conversation about my shorts. They were too long. I, I think your shorts are too long. Well, are these, they above the knee shorts? These are, yeah, these are short shorts. I like that. Who wears short shorts? Okay. I wear short shorts. Wait, wait, okay. Well, they're actually my girlfriend's son's shorts, but I, I don't mind them. How, I don't hate how them. old is he? He's 20. Exactly. It's hip, man. I'm telling you, you want to stay young. You want to stay young. You don't want to go to like. This is what you look like right now. That's a compliment, though. Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett? Buffett? Oh. Margaritaville. Yeah. That's uh, a compliment. I, I like that. Yeah, that's a compliment. Yeah. So I'm wearing the short shorts. And, uh, How do you feel? I, I feel okay. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah, I feel – I mean, it's going to take some getting used to. So – I don't think I'm going to go out there and change my whole wardrobe to short shorts. That's fair. But don't you think dads need to do ev- everything they can to stay young? So a couple years ago, mm-hmm. we bought my dad. And my dad's pretty good. So my mom very quickly – before she had five children, she was a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. That was her job. And so she's been into fashion her whole life. Um, and she has a very quirky, colorful sense of fashion. And I personally love it. I wish my wardrobe was more colorful. But uh, my dad's pretty good, but he's not great. So if like my dad buys really anybody clothes, there's a good chance we don't wear it. Anytime mom buys me anything, I love it. I mm-hmm. just we Anyway, so we bought my dad these, these pair of Nikes, sneakers. Uh, boy, like five, ten years ago, probably ten years ago, I guess. And they were cool. They were like black, and that the, the the swoosh, the Nike swoosh, was like kind of a bright orange. And then around the top of the ankle was like a, a kind of like a yellow. Anyway, oh. it was it was a little bit more colorful than, but it made him look younger. He never wore them. Never, never, maybe once, and then he's like, not for me. Hmm. Side story, my dad tore his knee up playing the air guitar. <laughs> Swear, true story. And he refused to tell me. He was going into this really hard air solo on the air guitar. No, no, no. He was going hard. <laughs> I think he was a few pinos in. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Do you know uh, what song it was, too? I, I can find out. Oh, probably some Jethro Tull. Because I was living out here and and and... and Maybe a little clapped. I'm like, Dad, Dad, what's wrong to you? Like, what's wrong with your knee? He's mm. like, just injured it, Tom. Anyway, it comes two two days later. He finally told me. Doing They're it. over at friend's house at a dinner party, and I think the pinot started to sink into the blood a little bit. No, oh. and the music started to get a little louder. Uh, Do you remember that as a kid, by the way? Yeah. Did your your parents had dinner parties? Oh, all the time. All the time. Mine did as well, and. And it's like, starts out good. There's a bit of chitter-chatter. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of chitter-chatter. Like, everybody's having their own conversations. And then as the evening goes, you're in bed. I yeah. just remember lying in bed as a child and being like, can they turn that music? Like, turn the music down. Oh, no. I loved it. I loved laying in bed and listening to the laughter and listen, you know, just going, oh, I wonder what they're doing. And I then, loved it, too. But I, it got to a point where I was like, can't sleep. All right. Side note, we're, since we're talking about short shorts. So this was probably back in the 1980s when short shorts were really popular. But really short. Really short. Yes. And the, the number one short to have was a corduroy OP short. I love that. 
And so this was the early, you know, my mom who got the breakdancing lessons for us. She always wanted us to look our best, and she would do whatever it takes to give us what we needed or what she thought we needed. But we didn't have the money to buy the OP shorts. So this is what my mom did. She went out and bought generic corduroy shorts, took all the corduroy shorts into the closet, sat down at the sewing machine, and proceeded to sew an OP on every pair of shorts for us. That's a killer mom move, man. But what she didn't realize is that she wasn't a very good sewer. Oh. So there was a little O, a huge P, a little P, a huge O. And what she failed to realize is when she was sewing those, she sewed the shorts into the pocket, into the back of the shorts. So anytime you put your change in your in your pocket, it got sucked into this Bermuda Triangle of OP that you couldn't get any of your change out of. But we had like all these different colored oh, OP shorts with these just sewn on OP. I've just had the best idea what? that I've had since the podcast began. What is it? Josh, what's that fella's name from Queer Eye to the Straight Guy or what that was? Tam. Yes. I love Tam, by the way. I haven't seen it yet. I used to watch the old one. I, oh, you haven't seen the new one in Tokyo? Uh-uh. So, I, so my wife loves the show, and I didn't think I'd like it. And I started watching I'm like, this show is genius. Yeah? Just from a content perspective. That's kind of how my brain's wired nowadays. Anyway, Tam. Is it Tan or Tan? It's Tan France. T-A-N. Okay. So I saw him once at a local establishment. Uh Uh-huh. And I made a really silly move. Ooh, what'd you do? And so maybe he won't come on the show like I'm hoping. My idea, by the way, was that we get him on the podcast and we talk, because he's the guy on the show that is in charge of fashion. And I think personally, one of dad's uh, hardest tasks in life, especially now you, you have kids, the kids grow up, and new fashion trends come into play. But you never want to be – I don't think – you. I think you get to like 60 and you, you start to not care. You're like, I'm done. I'm over it. This but, is the one I'm going to stick with and I'm not leaving. Yeah. That, like the, the white New Balance shoes are here and they're not going anywhere. Burn them, I buy a new pair. Mm-hmm. You know. But from like 30 – I'm entering it from like 30 to 60. And I'm in that. You're trying to stay young. Yes. You don't want to look old. Yeah, because what was hit when you were young is no longer hit. But if you wait long enough, it will be. Okay. But that, it's, it's so delicate. <laughs> we need Tan to come on and talk about this because this is what he does for a living. I'm in. He can tell the dads and the mums for that matter how to help. Because I think mums stay hip more so than dads. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Like, so to, just to be 100% honest with you, all my clothes before Leslie were bought by my ex-wife. Okay. And now are they all bought by Leslie? Yeah. She picks out everything. I mean, the only thing that I bring to the table are flip-flops. And you have, you're a reef? Yeah, I like a reef. You like a reef and I, a Havana. Yeah, I, I like reef and a hat. I mean, uh, everything else in between, you can do whatever you want with it. I'm cool with it. See, I'm not. I can't. That doesn't fly. I'm very particular. I see that. Anyway, I think I think we should reach out to Tan. All right. Hey, you're listening to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. One's fashionable, the other's Tom. Coming up, we're going to talk about wow. what your man cave wish list would look like. I'm excited for that. This is a KSL podcast. Hey, welcome back to Dadtastic. I'm Casey Scott. And I'm Tom Hackett. See, mine was better. Yeah. No. No, Josh just said it was true. So you've got to be more... Energetic? Tone. The tone has to change. You're very... 
flatline. I'm not good at music, so I don't know what the word is or the verbiage is. But I'm not going to say, hey, I'm Casey Scott. Wait, and then, uh, see, I like that. Oh, I don't know. I think that's overselling it. Okay. You do but, Wait, that. do them together. Okay, three, two, one. Casey Scott. Scott. Okay, now you do yours and then you do yours after. Okay. Hey, welcome to Dadtastic. I'm Casey Scott. And I'm Tom Hackett. It's horrible, but I'm glad we got that on camera. And yeah, audio. I think that's cool. But it sounds like like really bad morning radio or like we're auditioning to be the announcer at a monster truck rally. <laughs> that's fair. You know what I mean? That's fair. I always like the monster truck rally. I like where they go, monster truck madness, madness, madness. We'll sell you. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Hey, so I want to talk a little bit about phone etiquette before we get to what your wish list on your uh, man cave would be. Yeah, okay. This is funny you bring this up. Why? Because I, I just tried calling Kate. Yeah. Because Freddie um, had his six-month appointment while we're doing this podcast. And you or, wanted, or just before, I should say. And You wanted to know if everything's copacetic and everything's good. I feel bad not being there uh-huh. because I, you know, I do try and go to all of them, and I think I've missed maybe two. Maybe three. I don't, I, I'm not keeping count. But the six-month one seems like a pretty big deal. I okay. guess they're all, they all seem pretty big at the time, don't they? But um, So, yeah, I wanted to check out, see how he's doing. And I called her earlier. She, uh, she, her, her dad answered. I said, hey, tell Kate to call me back when, when, you, when she gets back to the phone. And she tried calling. Then I tried calling back. Here we are. And then when you were calling it, it went straight to voicemail. Two rings, straight to voicemail. And then our producer, our son, Josh, goes, ooh. Straight to voicemail. And I was like, don't worry about it. That's what that's what she does. That's her move. Well, it's just I, like we've been dating slash married now for a combined eight years. Uh huh. Wow, I didn't realize it was that long. Eight years. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, I'm used to that. But you were telling me that you have a hard time sending anybody straight to voicemail. Can't do it. Why? Because here's my deal: if I get a phone call and I'm busy, say, say I get a phone call right now, we're in the middle of a podcast, can't answer it. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter who it's coming from, I can't answer it. It could say potential spam. Potential spam, or it could be. It could say big time John job offer on the other side. I can't answer it. So what I do is, I let it. I let it ring out. Okay. Which is which is really problematic, by the way. If I'm playing solitaire and I'm doing well in that particular solitaire game, and I think there's a chance to beat my my fastest time of one minute and eleven seconds, and yeah. I get a phone call. Yeah. Because I let it ring out. And then my reasoning behind that, if they ask, which, by the way, nobody ever does, is, ah, I just wasn't by my phone when you called. Sorry, dude. Because they they have no idea. You have no idea. Which is problematic because my daughter tried to use that excuse to me uh, two weeks ago when I was calling to find out when she was going to be home. And She's I, always on her phone. I called for two hours, and she goes, oh, I just wasn't around my phone. I said, that is BS. Yeah. Ever since you've had that phone, it's been surgically Attached. implanted in your hand. Yeah. So I don't want to- oh, look. Is that or this caller? Answer it. Answer, answer it. Answer. Yeah, yeah. Tell her not to swear. Hey, KB, this is, uh, you're on the podcast. Casey wants me to let you know not to swear. Oh. Okay. Hi, though. So we're, <laughs> Kate, we're, we're all just wondering the Freddie update. Or oh, yeah. How'd, how'd he go? Six month appointment. Um, he's doing fantastic. He's in the fifth percentile for weight. Still, still a jockey, but that's okay. He's a horse jockey. And, yes. And then um, I think she said 20th percentile for height. Potential basketball player. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, but he did, he did well. Oh, he that's good. Hey, quickly. Like his, what? No, no, he didn't like what? 
You didn't like his or- oral vaccination. Yeah, didn't taste good. I get that. Hey, uh, is he? Are we allowed to put him down? This is big, guys. Are we allowed to put him down awake? Thanks, dear. That oh. was it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I needed. That's all I was going for. Uh, I'll call you back when we hey, get wait, back. Wait, 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 oh. wait. Kate, uh, can I ask you a question real quick? Yes. How excited were you when Tom told you he shot a 75 yesterday? Um, I don't know golf. I don't understand it. So I, I think I tried to be... Um, happy for him. I'm not sure. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't too important to me. Yeah. That wasn't important. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> love you, dear. Thank you so much. I'll call you soon. Okay. Goodbye. So, that was big. Yeah. So, well, we can put him down with wide awake. And so, he can cry and you're going to do the fervor method? So, uh, we talked about this last week. I'm yeah. so forgetful. Um, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. We didn't get far enough. Oh. But do you know how there was a long pause before she said yes? Yeah. It's because I was right. And I was right the whole time. <laughs> hey, we were at the phone. So quickly, what I was going to say with the phone thing is I let it play out, yeah. go to voicemail, and then I'll call them back whenever, or not, because I suck. Yeah. And uh, and I say, sorry, you know, if they ask, I, I didn't get my phone. But you, you go straight to voicemail. Yeah. Ruthless. Yeah. I just I Look, I'm busy. I'm doing things. I'm playing poker on my phone. I don't have time to answer the phone. I play solitaire. Yeah, like Poker Texas Hold'em. Hey, if you were to build a man cave, I've been to your house, and I've been downstairs, and this seems kind of like a makeshift man's cave. So you know what we're going to do? What? Because we don't have a garage right now. Yeah. That's a problem. Because wintertime, I don't like shoveling, which I guess I'm going to have to do anyway, but I I don't like shoveling my car, you Mm -hmm. know? So we're going to eventually get a, 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 a... garage built and don't ask me to say that twice i won't and we're going to put a second level on the garage Ooh, yeah which i think is going to be cool and i am fighting tooth and nail at the minute to have some sort of bar area uh-huh uh, a television a couch a pool table and a dartboard i like that now is the lovely kate on board with this she wants to turn it into a kids play area Ooh. So there's so there's a couple ways you can think about this. There's the man cave, okay. Then there's a she shed. Do you know about a she shed? I've heard of it. A she shed is just the female version of the man cave. So it's like maybe they'll have their crafting area up there. Maybe that's where uh-huh. the book club can meet. You know, maybe you know whatever little, they're into a workout room yeah. or, or whatever you want. You know, but I think I think the kids' play area is pretty good. So we have a tree up the back of yeah. the property where. It's got it's perfect for a treehouse. A fort. A fort. Here's my problem with putting make like a play area above the garage eventually is that's gonna be really good for eight years. Mm-hmm. You know? And then what because once you turn like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and you know, it it only gets more and more as you go on, but they they don't need a play area at fifteen. They want a dartboard and a pool table and television and a couch. Yeah. And dad wants a bar. Makes sense. So like we can put all this time and money. Here's the other thing. Yeah, I told you the other week the, the little pizza oven. Yeah. Is gonna take me six months. Like just imagine how long the garage is gonna take. Yeah, so maybe the kid won't be be able to play in there. Hopefully we have a few kids. Okay. So you got to keep that in mind as well. Yeah. Because we're only one deep at the minute. We're hoping to go a couple deep. So, I don't know. But if I – you heard what I – darts board on the pool table, really – what about you? 
So, I, you know, because my real passion is music. I mean, I really love music. It, it accompanies me all day, every day. It's the first thing I do when I get up in the morning. It's the last thing I do before I go to bed. You're a DJ. I, yeah, I mean, I, I love music. It really, like, we had this conversation. My son's really good at asking these weird questions. He'd be like, Dad. And I'm like, yes, son. And he goes, would you rather be blind or deaf? Yeah. Kids are good at that these days. You know, and, and, and I was like, I'd, I'd rather be blind. And he goes, why? I go, so then I could at least hear music. He goes, but then you wouldn't be able to see me. And I said, have you seen yourself dance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's ruthless. He doesn't get the jokes, but I think they're a lot of fun. And so I, <laughs> but so I would put two turntables. I also like a pool table. Uh, I have no need for a bar. You do not need a bar. But I would like a TV, maybe a ping pong table. Okay. Ping pong's cool. Yeah. I'm good at ping pong. I'm really good. I think I'm better. Did you take tennis lessons growing up? Uh huh. I did too. Good. Because you'll need them. Yeah, I think when we, we could... meet on the table tennis table. Yeah. You don't need to say it twice. So you'd have a ping pong table. A ping pong table, two turntables. Two turntables. All my records. Television. Television. Couch. Yeah. Do you have a darts board? I'm pretty good at darts. I like darts. You'd have a darts board. Yeah, sure, why not? Would you have, see, okay, would you What about have... an indoor cornhole? Oh, man. That's yes. next level. Yes. Cornhole is everything nowadays. I love corn. No, wait. Is cornhole the one where you throw it? Yeah, the sandbags. No, I don't like that one. Sorry. What do you like? I like the, pu- the one where you push the little- uh, m- Shuffleboard. Shuffleboard is fun. Yeah. You hold on a second. Shuffleboard's not big in the states. Is it big in Australia? No, it doesn't exist in Australia. I've only seen it in the states. Where did you see it? Um, at like some establishments. Uh, Want to try again? What? Go back? I think they're still there. Uh, maybe Corona. Maybe COVID shut them down. Josh, you don't like shuffleboard? Uh, Prohibition is shuffleboard. Yeah, but they also have uh, cornhole, mm. and no one plays shuffleboard because everyone's playing cornhole. Cornhole's more popular than shuffleboard. What? I just figured. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I just figured cornhole. You see more of cornhole because it's easier. It doesn't have to be perfectly flat. You don't have to have the right amount of sand, like you know, and you don't have to have the metal. You can just sew some sew some beads into a pouch and create your own cornhole. So cornhole is like the unofficial sport of white middle-aged dads. Yeah. Our audience. It's on ESPN right now. Yeah. During COVID, when all sports shut down, you know it didn't shut down? Cornhole. I I don't like... I shouldn't say I don't like it. I like it. It's fine. It's whatever. But it doesn't move the needle for me. It doesn't do anything to me. You want to know what you should try that we tried last weekend? Axe throwing. We tried that a while ago, and it's way fun. But disc golf. Oh, I like disc golf. I played a lot of disc golf. Up at the U, up at the University of Utah, they had a golf course. They changed that into a disc golf course. They've got one in Holiday. They've got one up at, uh, I think, Snowbird. They're, they're all over the, the place. The one at Snowbird is like a famous disc golf course. It's legit. Really? Yeah. Josh, what would you put in your man cave? We don't talk to you much. but Oh, I, 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 yeah, I'd go the opposite. I'd just double down on kitchen stuff. Like, the kitchen is like my man cave. That's why he's the sensitive, good-looking Jesus type. I'm having a hard time processing what he just said. Yeah, I like I'm, to be productive. Like, I'm not going to just sit and watch TV and, like, play darts or play pool. Hmm. I just can't quite wrap my head around that. Hold on one second. Oh, no. We were talking earlier today about protecting our children with back to school. 
Hi, Frankie. You're on the podcast. Don't swear. This is okay, fine. Hey, what are the rules if strangers approach you in a car? Um, only get in if they have a dollar, a monkey, candy, they look good, or if they have a college fund. See, I'm treating them right. Hey, can I ask you a serious question real quick, Frankie? Sure. Why does your why does your brother eat frozen chicken nuggets? Because oh. we don't cook chicken nuggets. But don't you think that's bad? Do they taste good? I don't know. Ask him. Is he right there? Yeah. Let me talk to him. Bud, come here. Don't put it. Hey, dude. What are you doing? Uh, just shopping with um. Mom. Ooh, that sounds horrible. Are you are you having fun? Um. Eh. Hey, uh, don't swear, okay? Don't what? Don't swear. Okay. Um, how can you eat frozen chicken nuggets? Mm-hmm. Do you know we can microwave them or put them in the oven? Oh, you're always sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, something happened to the phone. <laughs> huh. What did he say? <laughs> You're always sleeping. Oh. <laughs> I'm over two. I'm going to stop oh, calling people. Yes. I was, I was going to cut all of this from the episode until that, so um, redeemed it. Yeah, you don't do yourself any favors calling people. <sighs> You're always sleep. How, how, many, how many hours a day do you sleep? I, no, I, I'll take a nap. Frankie's calling you back. Oh, shoot. Hi, Frankie. You're on the podcast. Don't swear. What? You're on the podcast. Don't swear. Are you calling me back for a reason? Well, Bone said he hung up with his ear. Oh, yeah. No, that was me accidentally. I love you guys. Have fun shopping. No, you should have said love you. Bye. So I knew. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Love you. <sighs> no, it's, all, it's like, a madhouse. I, uh, I'm a fan of a 20-minute nap. Oh, no, you aren't. Yeah, I am. No, you are not. Well, that's what I tell the kids. I go, I'm just going to lay down for 20 minutes. And it Casey, leaves... you silly sausage. It... We had this conversation last episode, and you said, what's the perfect nap time? I said 27 minutes, and you said, I'm 40 minutes. Guy. I know, but you can't tell your kids you're laying down for 40 minutes because then they get mad. But if you tell them you're laying down for 20 minutes and it bleeds into 40 minutes, then you're okay. You're going to make them have trust issues. They're going to have like significant others. They're like, I'm just going to go lay down for a 20-minute nap. They're like, No! Bowden eats frozen chicken nuggets. I forgot about that until you brought it up. Yeah, well, yeah. Leslie goes, you really let your son eat those? I go, I don't let him. He just does it. Oh, Leslie didn't know about this until we brought it up on the podcast? Yeah. Oh, God. Your household is chaos. Yeah. Uh, we should eat a frozen chicken nugget. Okay, I'm in. We should. like, Because I don't know what they taste like. I'm probably and like, so I, I feel bad kind of knocking Big Bodie Yeah. when I haven't tried it. It's like a frozen chicken popsicle. Which doesn't sound good, by the way. I don't think he puts anything on him. Just, oh. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Ketchup w- or uh, fry sauce? Ooh, it depends on if we have mayonnaise. What? Well, I mean, if, if we have mayonnaise, then we'll make fry sauce. But if we don't have it, then just ketchup will do Oh, no, no, but if you had the option. Fry sauce. Fry sauce. Yeah. But I do like mustard on my chicken nuggets. If you eat a... This is an important question. Mm-hmm. And by the way, after this question, let's get to the cooking tip of the week. Okay. Um, if you were to eat a bratwurst, mm-hmm. tell me what goes on top of the bratwurst for you. Ooh, 
relish, spicy mustard, jalapenos, maybe some banana peppers. Dang! Right? You just went there. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like, so you didn't say ketchup. No. Not on a broth. Thank you. No. No, it's mustard. Nux. Ow! Ow! What is that? (laughs) Oh, it's a ring my dad gave me. Whack me with it. Yeah. So Yeah, mustard only. Yeah. Yeah. And some uh, sauerkraut. Ooh, yes. You didn't say sauerkraut. I did too. You said relish. Is that the same thing? No. You don't like sauerkraut, Josh? (laughs) No. What's wrong with that producer? If you you open up a condiment, you should be able to eat it by itself. Sauerkraut. Easily eat And that is disgusting. Easily edible solo. Do you like kimchi? I like it, but I'm not crazy about it like some people. But I eat it. Leslie's neighbors right now are making candied jalapenos. <gasps> Never had them. You got to give us an update. Are they good? I don't know. I don't know, but it sounds like heaven. delicious. Cooking. How long did you smoke your pork butt for? Twenty hours. That, yeah. that, that, that's as long as I've ever heard. And it was delicious. This is the pork butt that we had at the party last night. Did and you take a photo? No, I should have. Yeah, that was a rookie move. Okay, this is the last time I'm calling. Oh, oh my god! Wait, we might we not have enough time. Here. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. We got this. If she answers, Michael, what do you want? Oh, she might be in a meeting, or looking for a new boyfriend. Well, both. Ooh, what if her new boyfriend's in the meeting? Problem. Man, that sucks. Hang up. All right. So it was a pork butt 20 hours. It went on 5 p.m. Saturday. You ate it uh, Sunday evening. Yeah. And so we did it for 20 hours. When I say we did it, she did it. Uh, she did all of it. All I did was put the pellets in the smoker. How many? Th- By the way, I was thinking about this. How many times do you have to top this, the pellets? Three up? times. That's not horrible. So she got this thing uh, from it's like, hey, girl. Or hey, calling. Okay. Leslie, you're on the podcast. Don't swear. Okay. Hey, I was just telling about the pork butt that I smoked all weekend long. Uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I told him it was all you. Tom's got some questions for you real quick because this is the cooking tip of the week here on Dadtastic. Go ahead, Tom. Okay. How um how, how did it turn out, Leslie? I thought it turned out really good. Did, what dry rub did you use? Um, she's a local girl, honey. She her blog is Hey Hey Grill Hey. Love it. I love Hey Grill Hey. So yeah. I, and so I just use her rub. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to go look at it. And uh, yeah. 20 hours. That's as long as I've ever heard. Yeah, it was a long time. And we filled the hopper three times. and Which then is pretty good. Yeah, and then the, the, the key to it is, is after it was done smoking, you need to take it off the grill, you wrap it in the butcher paper, and then you put it in tinfoil, and then you let it sit for an hour. Yep. Right? That's called resting. Casey. Yes. Hey, yes. Yes. Yeah. Did it plateau? Did the temperature plateau at all? Um, no, but, and I don't know, the Traeger at night dropped down quite a bit in oh. temperature. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. I don't know what, I don't know if that's Traeger failure or because of the outside temperatures. Right. But Leslie likes to say at nighttime the Traeger heats down, but the bedroom heats up. <laughs> hey Tom. Uh-huh. I just want to congratulate you on your win this weekend at the country club. Thank you so much. I know Casey I know Casey's super proud of you, but I think deep down he's dying that you beat him on his 
Home yeah, well, you guys got to get out and just keep practicing, Case. You'll get there one day, man. Uh, I'm glad you guys had this conversation. Got to go working. It never ends well for me. Literally, there hasn't been a single phone call you've made on this podcast, and, and you've hung up and gone. Man, I'm glad I, I made that phone call. Yeah, well, I'm glad you guys tuned in for another episode of Dadtastic. It's I been had a, fun. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Dadtastic, it's a KSL podcast. <laughs>